Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. Listen. Jesus said to everyone, all who want to come after me must say no to themselves. Take up their cross daily and follow me. All who want to save their lives will lose them. But all who lose their lives because of me will save them. The word of God for the people of God. morning friends my name is Brian and I am grateful to be the pastor here at Grace and I would be grateful if you would please pray with me and for me in these moments Holy Spirit you are here Holy Spirit speak so that we can hear Holy Spirit, open our hearts, minds, and souls to everything you have for us today. Amen. So this morning we have a story to tell about control. Or more accurately, the illusion of it. And our story takes place under the sea and centers around a family of clownfish who act more human than fish. Marlin and Coral are a young couple and they have just found their dream home. And they are about to start a family any day now as they have hundreds of baby fish eggs hidden just below a rock outside their new home. They have allowed, they have followed that family starter pack to a T. They have gone everything, done everything by the book. Everything is going as they planned it. And they expect everything to continue going as it's planned. Except it doesn't. Tragedy strikes. A dangerous fish attacks their home, knocks Marlin unconscious, and when he wakes up, he realizes his attacker has killed Coral and all of his children, except one. Only one child survived the attack. And upon finding the soon-to-be-born son, Marlon reaches out, picks it up with his fins, and looks deeply, longingly at his soon-to-be-born son and tells him, I promise I will never let anything happen to you. I promise I will never 
let anything happen to you. And we fast forward a few years, and that's exactly what has happened. Marlon has never let anything happen to his son, Nemo. Marlon is now the quintessential helicopter parent. Nemo can barely swim five inches without Marlon completely freaking out. Marlon is understandably terrified that something might happen to his child if he loses track of him for one second. And that if something happens to him, that means he has failed to protect his family once again. And just that thought alone, the thought that he might fail his family once again, fills Marlin with shame. Now, unfortunately, like most, like a lot of children with an overprotective parent, Nemo pushes the boundaries. And on his first day of school, Nemo pushes those boundaries too far. And he ends up getting taken by a scuba diver who takes him to his aquarium outside the ocean, which means Nemo is lost. And Marlon sees this all happening from far away. His ultimate nightmare, his ultimate fear has happened. And Marlon, like a good father, chases after Nemo, tries to catch up, but he can't catch up to the boat that has taken him away. But Marlon doesn't give up, because Marlon is a devoted father. So Marlon goes and leaves his safe surroundings of his neighborhood and goes out searching in the huge ocean for his son. And soon after his search begins, he finds a new friend, a blue tame fish named Dory. Now, Dory has what we could probably call a very different life philosophy compared to Marlin. Because Dory deals with short-term memory loss. So Dory isn't afraid of what may happen or not happen. She doesn't feel the need to control her surroundings because she doesn't even remember what may or may not happen. She doesn't ha she isn't held by those painful memories of a past loss that Marlon has gone through. So Marlon and Dory are going on this journey together, unlikely companions searching for Marlon's son, who Dory forgets his name once every five minutes. And they have their ups and downs in this journey. But overall, Marlon continues to struggle to wrestle with this need for control. But friends, Marlon's need for control isn't actually about control. Marlon is grappling with shame that he has let down his family again. So if Marlon is really going to find what he's looking for, not only his son, but to have a truly joy-filled and healthy relationship with him, Marlon is going to have to learn a new way of thinking. 
And he learns this in a very unexpected way. So let's watch and see what happens next for Marlin and Dory.
So Marlin is a bit of a hot mess, isn't he? Won't even ask for directions. Which, by the way, get over that, guys. We all get lost sometimes. Friends, I invite you to ask yourself this. Is Marlin really all that different than most of us middle-class Americans? We get the right house, the right time, with the right job, with the right person. Two plus two equals four, four, perfect equation. We've done everything right. Everything is going to be great and perfect. Everything with life will come along just as we had planned. We have worked hard. We are in control of our own destiny. Isn't life going to be a beautiful, ironically perhaps Disney ending, picture perfect story? If we just work hard enough, we're going to get everything that life is supposed to give us. That we're inherently blessed people and that God would never let anything bad happen to us. And when something tragic does happen to Marlon, he makes what we can call an inner vow. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, he took his young, soon-to-be-born son with his fins, looked at it deeply, and said, I promise I will never let anything happen to you. Friends, what I want to suggest is that Marlon made that promise to Nemo, but in reality, it is a promise he is trying to convince himself of that he can keep. He is trying to convince himself that he will be able to protect his lone remaining son from anything bad ever happening to him. An inner vow is a promise that we make to ourselves that might make us think we're doing something honorable and worthwhile. And in a certain extent, it may be. But underneath the surface, it is really just our way of avoiding pain. Perhaps some of these words sound familiar. I'll never let my loved ones experience what I went through. I'll never abandon people the way I was abandoned. I will always be able to take care of myself because nobody else will. I'll never get angry like my father did. I will always work 60 plus hours because I can't stand the thought of my kids having as little as I did. Now, inner vows can take a variety of form. I'm, I've made them unconsciously. We all have to a certain degree. And friends, inner vows are judgments against ourselves for being human for experiencing human pain in our lives. It is inward shame for just being a human being. And the good news is, is that that is not something that Jesus asks us to do. And when we do it, Jesus invites us freedom toward that. 
And that's what we see Marlin is about to experience. He's about to find freedom. Because Marlin's protection over Nemo wasn't as much about Nemo as it was about Marlin's pain and shame. Marlin could not bring himself to truly grieve the incredible pain that must have been caused when he lost his wife and his other children all those years ago. Marlin had lived for years feeling the need to control Nemo because he never grieved the loss of his family. He tried to cover up the grief, which is something even Jesus himself allowed himself to experience. He was trying to cover up grief with control. He couldn't let Nemo go. And while it appears in his own mind that what he was doing was really giving Nemo life, what happened is that he ended up taking that life away. So how does Marlin learn to let go? Let's see what happens to Marlin and Dory next. Are you sure about that? Look, already it's 
Marlin kept trying harder and harder and harder. And that wasn't the solution. The solution was to let go. The solution was to do something that he thought was going to end up losing his life. But by doing the very thing that he thought was going to lose his life, he ended up gaining his life. A life with his son. And a relationship where Nemo recognizes he still needs his father's protection, but where he's given space to also grow into who he is. Friends, we all have our own ways and desires. And God is calling us to let go. And I'm not talking about desires that necessarily lead us and bring us into greater love of God, but the things that hold us to fear and a need of control. We will find more life if we can let go of those things. Letting go of the things that keep us in need of fear, control, or whatever else it may be for you, those ways of thinking, letting go of those gains us a life that is more free to not only love God, but love others. Marlon thought he needed to keep control, that he had to keep just striving, trying harder and harder, staying on that treadmill to get what he wanted, to get the type of life that he and his son needed. But when he did, when he let go, and it looked like he was about to lose his life, he actually gained it. <clears throat> Isn't it weird how God calls us to let go in times where it doesn't make any sense. Isn't the God we worship, serve, love, isn't that strange that that's how God can work? Sometimes the things that we are afraid to lose most, and not just like material things, but our mindsets, the things that we think we have to have to function in the world, some of those things is that when we learn to let go of them, they can lead to the greatest gains. The things we think we have to have, like Marlon thought he needed his need for control, the things we think we need to have in order to gain life are really what we need to lose. So the question perhaps we need to be asking ourselves as people of faith is this. Is what we are holding on to, whether it's a material thing or a mindset, is what we are holding on to really leading us to greater dependence of God or greater dependence on self? Are the things we hold on to leading us to greater dependence and trust in God or greater dependence and trust on ourselves? Marlon had to deny himself his need for control. 
And frankly, that caused him a lot of pain at first. That caused him to grapple with his fear head on. But when he did that, he truly then found, perhaps for the first time in a long time, a life that was built on faith and not on fear. But to get to that point, he had to confront head on what caused him pain. Friends, this may not sound like it, but it is good news to tell you that God doesn't ask us to run away from that which has caused us pain, from that which has caused us suffering, which that has even led us into sin. God invites us to look directly at it, deal with it, grieve it perhaps, and then let God fill us with something different. Because that's what God does. When we let go, God then fills us. Friends, if you truly want the life that God dreams for you, whatever that may be in whatever season you are in, you're going to have to die to something that you thought was important. And I'm not here to tell you what that may be, what that is, or what that is not. But I do believe that we all are going to have to let go of something so that God can give us something new. When Jesus says to deny ourselves, he's not just saying to deny our selfish wishes. He's not just saying, you know, you need to cut back on those hamburgers, although maybe that's true for some of us. He's saying we also need to deny ourselves our ways of thinking that lead to the greater brokenness in our life. That in order to be free in Christ, we also have to change the way we think. The cross that Jesus is calling you to carry, perhaps it's your need for control, your need to always have the approval of others. Perhaps it's your need that you have to be busy all the time, which I'm sure never happens in our society today. Or perhaps it's your need to feel productive all the time. Perhaps that is the cross that Jesus is telling you to carry and to let it die with Jesus. Sometimes those broken natures become so intricate to who we are that we aren't even aware that Jesus offers us a life apart from that. Marlon thought that the only life he could live, because he was in this hamster wheel of control, he thought that there was nothing outside of that, that he just had to keep going, keep going, keep going, and it made him and his son miserable. Friends, letting go of control, or whatever it may be for you. It's probably going to cause some pain. It's probably going to be painful. Which is why we don't do the spiritual life together in part. Or don't do the spiritual life alone. It's because we don't go through the pain alone. We can't find freedom alone. Marlon needed Dory as different as they were. 
But the cross isn't designed to be pain-free. But it is what gives us life. A truly free life. It's what allows us to be free. And to get there, we are going to have to do something new. Something new. And it might feel as unnatural as speaking whale. But if we're willing to risk it, in a life of faith and not fear, then we will find life on the other side. That is the promise of God. That is what God calls us to, and God calls us to it together. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.